0: Welcome to Entrepreneur's Apprentice, where we learn how to think like successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Howard
1: Haynes. Today's episode, we talk with Brian Graham, CEO and founder of Peppermint Energy, about how he thinks through new ideas and decides whether they're worth pursuing or not. He's also a guest
0: in my class, so as you listen to him, he'll be addressing them. I hope you listen in and get to learn something, too. Tell me what you know about creating a vision or a business model so when you come across an idea or an opportunity that you might see, what's kind of the first thing that pops into your head about thinking yeah, so, through that? So
2: there's a couple of things that always pop into my head. First of all, I, I, I view the world through a lens of everything as a potential opportunity. Um, because I'm staring at, and I can't now get it out of my head from when I first walked in here, these chairs that have this thing that flips open, right? That, to me, is like, well, okay, that, there's an opportunity there to do something like that, but different, but better, and take that to airports. So that's how my mind works. I'm always seeing, when I see something new, as is there a bigger, grander opportunity there? Yes or no. And then within a matter of about um, probably less than three or four seconds, I'll work my mind all the way through what that product could be, is that a market that actually exists or doesn't yet exist? Depending on where that takes me, um, I will determine, is that a market that you can actually make money at? Yes or no, and then that's another decision tree. And then after that, I'll get down to, okay, so that could all be there, could all line up as an opportunity. Can I actually accomplish that? Or does it take somebody with different contacts, different skill sets, um, different resources? And so within a near instant moment, I see the opportunity. I get very intrigued by it. And then I either get excited about it or I'm like, ah, I'm off. And then 10 minutes later, I forgot that I even thought about it.
0: Okay, so, great. Great yeah. overview to, to start us off. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of go back to where that, that begins, right? So you, you kind of see a, a problem. How do you know it's a problem?
2: You know, so I, I take a different view of it. Okay. Um, when I first started, I, I went down that more traditional mindset of find a problem, can you solve it, and if you can, then there's a market opportunity. Um, I don't worry so much if it's solving a problem. Okay. And there's a reason for that. Um, the, primarily for me, it's I want to know. First things first, I'll worry about what problems it solves. Quite frankly, at decision point 30, when I'm back at decision point one, I just want to know if there's enough money that would move around it generally to make it even worth considering. So I'm, I'm not trying to solve problems right at the beginning. Okay. At the beginning, I'm just trying to figure out, I'm going to use this desk analogy, somebody did it and somebody bought it. So would somebody buy a better version of that? Yes or no? And I don't necessarily need to worry about if I'm solving some major problem. Okay. Um, but back at that, to get a little bit more direct to that kind of kind of the question, the first thing I want to know is whether or not there's a market, whether people are going to buy it. That's what I mean by is there money moving around it?
0: Okay. So in the the example of of the desk, again, this is something that you actually observed, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> so the as you consider the um, whether or not they'd buy it to walk us through how that played out because you originally just described it as
2: yeah, so
0: if, this is a problem.
2: Um, I don't know how many chairs are in this room. Forty? Fifty? How many people are in let's say there's fifty people in this room. And this is, there's how many rooms in the school, there's how many similar schools.
0: So you look for something that can be produced, mass produced, is kind of what you were thinking.
2: Maybe. Okay. I want to be able to know in total how much, again, it's, it's, it's a very unscientific phrase, of that kind of what is the money moving around it. Okay. So there's, you can probably do research to find out. So what about desks?
0: Let's pause right there. So yes. how do you figure out if there's money moving around it in your head?
2: In my head, it's very different than doing real research. Yep, that's, I just want to put that right up front in case someone's trying to Google any of this stuff <laughs> as they're sitting there. Um, so in my head, it's a likely, reasonable, if I was in charge of buying this kind of a thing, would I buy this kind of a thing? Okay. Now, I don't buy desks, so... Okay, so, so, so from
0: from that particular question in your head, if you will, of if I bought desks, would I buy this desk? What makes you decide one way or the other? Have you ever noticed something and just answered that question of no?
2: Yes, uh, it, nine times out of ten, the answer is no. I probably would not. Okay. Um, so I'm talking myself out of it almost at the beginning because I don't think I would do it. Okay. Um, let's take a uh, give you a really quick example. So peppermint energy and our portable solar generators. Would I buy a portable solar generator? Would Brian buy a portable solar generator living in Sioux Falls? And the answer is no, I wouldn't, which is fascinating that that's what I decided to do. Right, (laughs) But that's because of the next level of, it doesn't matter if Brian would personally do it. The question I was more intrigued by is, if I was in charge of um, buying disaster equipment for the Red Cross, would I buy? And that is a very different answer than would Brian personally. Right. Different roles. Very different roles. So, so you kind of put yourself in, into a role. Into various roles to okay. be able to see if that would be something I'd be interested in or not. Yes. Okay.
0: So as you kind of projected yourself into this, or let's stick with peppermint energy since that's very real to you <laughs> yes, right it now. Is. Um, walk us through kind of where you go from the the reasoning that you came up with Would if a a Red Cross person was, was deciding to buy this. How did you decide that yes versus no um, on that first?
2: It, so there's a couple of things then, and, and this was still going to stay outside of doing real research. Um,
0: We're just looking at how you think through things. Right, that's all. so
2: the original idea of it was, now it's the parking lot aspect of the basketball unit, but you know, it was out tailgating at a gopher, or gopher a coyote football game, early in the season, however many years ago that was, five years ago. And it was a beautiful sunny day. And we didn't have a gas generator. My wife and kids went off running plane doing whatever they were doing. And at that point, I'm sitting there literally by myself in this tailgate spot in front them to come back. And I just thought, you know, there should be a way we can use the sun right here to power so I can watch college game day. Right. So we're not talking big, broad, we're gonna help people in Haiti after a hurricane kind of thing. Um, so that was the genesis of the idea. So to get over to, is there a market there or not? The first thing my mind went to was, would people buy this to tailgate? Again, I'm sitting by myself in a right. Head. So
0: you abstracted the rollout because that's initially it was your problem.
2: It was. Okay. Right, and so then that's where would other people do that? And my mind went to again with the sports background, went to, yeah, they probably would. Um, okay. Is there a market there that's big enough to actually base a business on?
0: Okay, pause. We already went two, a couple steps down. Okay, so let's sorry. go back. No, that's fine. This is why we unpack, <laughs> right? So you, you got to the would they, and you said yes. 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 How did you come to that conclusion that yes, they would?
2: Um, two things, right? Now I'm, I'm, I'm narrow. I'm, I'm at tailgating. Yep. I'm at a tailgate lot. And I see people who are using the loud, noisy little gas generators and, and annoying everybody around them. Uh, and so those people not, might not buy them. But I can tell you that the people who were being annoyed by those people would be the ones who would buy it, Okay. Right? So it was a literally just sitting there looking around. <coughs> who do I think would be likely to buy it based on that? Okay. Um, the other part then is to, again, put myself into the mind of people I've never met nor will I ever meet. Um, so that was a Saturday afternoon.
0: So you were looking around, uh, you had this thought, and then you noticed, is anybody else currently using generators? Right. So that was kind of your first yep. point to say, is this something that is that already case, out there, if you will?
2: Right. In that case, there was a solution mm-hmm. to that problem, yep. if you want to use that vernacular. It just was a, it was a lousy solution, okay. but nobody's known any better.
0: So how do you know it's a lousy solution? Um, that it could be better?
2: Well, because literally it was annoying for us okay, and everybody so, in our area because a so few people had the generators. And I don't know if any of you have ever seen it. The way the generators work in tailgate lines <clears> is if this is your lot and you have a generator, you put your generator next to your neighbor so it's nowhere near you, <laughs> right? Because everybody agrees they're, they're annoying. Um, so basically you're pissing off the people next to you so that you don't have to deal with the smell and the noise and
0: Okay. So a little bit of your own practice or observations fed into deciding whether or not somebody would, in fact, uh, make that decision.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: So have you ever had a situation? No, see, this is, we get down to the new right? So we, with the, can you tell me about a situation where you might have not had the direct observation, if you will, about whether or not somebody would use it?
2: Um, Yeah, so this is... This is going to sound, um, I don't want it to come off as, as the way it's going to come off. So just for everybody, park that for a moment. <laughs> because this entire thing in my head probably lasted... Moments. Yeah. Milliseconds, yeah. And um, so I can tell you at that exact moment, the next thing that went into my head was, yeah, so there might be some people here in Vermilion that would buy it. Um, would anybody in Alabama buy it? at a Alabama game.
0: Okay, so why did you go there? Why did you go to Alabama?
2: Um, And these are the
0: silly and stupid questions sometimes you get to
2: ask. For no particular reason other than they are often talked about on ESPN. So college game day, the show that I had in my head as to I should be able to watch this right now, um, a biased thing to me was like, they're probably talking about Alabama right now. I don't particularly like Alabama. (laughs) Never been to Alabama. I have no, but that's where my mind immediately went. Was was this to me an abstract place? Alabama is an abstract place to me.
0: They they talk about other teams though as well. Why why Alabama? I can't tell you.
2: I okay. truly don't know. All right. Okay. But it's very. I mean, I remember it very very clearly that it was Alabama, and it wasn't an NFL team. Mm-hmm. It wasn't NASCAR, which. In, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, I can tell you, much larger markets with a lot more money spent on these things, mm-hmm. but my mind went directly from USD to Alabama.
0: Okay, so you're, you've got the context, you go to Alabama thinking, <laughs> I wonder if they would buy it in Alabama. How did you decide if Alabama would?
2: Uh, this could be unflattering. Is there anybody here from Alabama? It's could be not flattering. Um, mostly because I don't I've had this mindset of, yeah, if you put Alabama sticker on it, they'll buy anything.
0: Okay. So what, what made you say that? What made you think that?
2: Um, I suppose part of it was I have a history of working with affinity, uh, sports affinity kind of, things, right? And, and I know from that research that, um, you know, there's a number of folks in here that have gray quarter zip things, Right? You won't buy it. you'd buy it. you'd like it it's probably nice but you brought it because it's got the little kind of pocket right and, and so that matters and becomes an emotional attachment even though the utility of whatever you're buying has nothing to do with that utili- that emotional uh, attachment
0: okay so you used a little bit of your prior experience in order to determine perhaps uh, a location and whether or not somebody would like it or yes. not. yep okay um, so can you think of an example where you have gone down this road where you said, yes, I think they would, and discovered you, you were wrong?
2: Um, yeah, I'm sure there is. Let me think of a good example of that.
0: Doesn't that have to be a good example just the last time that I came across?
2: Well, you know, we make mistakes like that, 20 of them before breakfast. Yeah. Um, so well, here's, here's one, uh, although I, it's starting to prove me a little bit wrong. So this, our, the 42s are, are particularly good. So
0: tool. the 42s are a solar generator. Yeah, the 42s okay. are solar generator,
2: right. Um, and they're really good in scenarios like what's happening up across with the hurricane. They're fantastic just simply because you have power, you can use it inside. You don't have to get gas back in it to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Right, so they're an exceptional tool for that. I think we kind of assumed that everybody would see that there. Oh, there's a hurricane coming. Our sales are going to skyrocket because that's such an obvious solution to their problem. Okay. Um, so everybody saw there's a hurricane coming. And I think we're shipping a grand total of two okay. to the eastern seaboard. Um, so obviously, that didn't work. Right. We spent some marketing dollars on it and. and the customers didn't
0: come Okay, so let's go back to that that process <coughs> yeah. where you thought, okay, who's going to want this? Oh, people in a, in the hurricane zone will want this. Why did why you a hurricane zone? Yeah, why did you decide that that was the case?
2: Um, okay, so it actually has nothing to do with hurricanes. We have to flash back to me sitting in that red chair at, at tailgate. That's fine. Um, so if you go back there, I went from me sitting there tailgating, then I went to Alabama. And then the next thing I immediately think is, who else would use it, right? So it's, if you think... So you found the,
0: a large market and then started to go elsewhere. Right. Go right so, so now
2: I want to get out to what's my universe, not who, who's my target market, but what's my total universe here. Um, and ultimately, I'm interested in the universe, not because I want to know the size. I, I don't care what the number is. In fact, if you ask me, I couldn't tell you what I think the market size of our universe is. I'm only interested because we expand out to the universe, there's other people already playing them. Um, and if it's people that I don't know, I can compete. If it's generally electric, is dominating it, well, then we'll just let them keep on doing their thing. Um, so we go from, in a split second, we go from USD to Alabama, then who else would use it? Um, and the timing there is that, quite frankly, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't long after the, a couple of major, major natural disasters had happened, one of them being the earthquake, I believe, in, um, in Haiti. Um, and there was, right around that time frame, an enormous typhoon, I don't remember which one. Um, so that, is, that was fresh on everybody's mind. I right, just, okay, so now you've got this generator you can use, and my mind then immediately went to disasters. Um, which eventually this will all come back to Red Cross. Um, but the step before getting to the Red Cross was would people, with the same person who bought it to go tailgating with, also want to use it for hurricane or disasters, tornadoes, ice storms, whatever it is that knocks out
0: so you had the, the individual disaster fresh in your mind, so you kind of were primed to think about that, if you will, and then you just kind of extrapolated to other other types of disasters? Right. Okay. Did yeah. you find any disasters that weren't good fits?
2: Yes. Uh, I think I just said it, but tornadoes. Okay. Um,
0: and how did you decide that wasn't a good fit?
2: Because they're so random. Okay. Nobody... Nobody prepares for a tornado to hit their house because it is so sporadic. Hurricanes, when you live in Florida, you're familiar hurricanes happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, We live in South Dakota, tornadoes happen, but probably a small percentage of the people in this room can say they've actually literally (coughs) seen one. So what about a place like uh, in Oklahoma or in Kansas
0: where they are so more we, frequently?
2: We thought same thing there. Um, and and again, it, this wasn't my flash moment. This yep. was actual research yep. later on. People just don't prepare. Good. The only thing people do to prepare for that, quite frankly, is building materials are a little bit different sometimes. And that's the exactly thing through how we were proven wrong with the hurricane that's right now hitting okay. is we thought people would be see the hurricane coming, and we'd have sales on our Amazon store would spike, and it didn't happen. And the reason is that people still don't think it's going to hit where they live that hard. Hmm. And then to the very last minute, then everybody runs to target and empties the shelves. So more of
0: just the the retroactive. Right,
2: exactly. We'll probably have a lot of sales after, after in the next coming two weeks, but none prior when it actually could help them. Okay.
0: So again, jumping back here, so right now we have, when you come across a, a problem, you kind of decide who, who is this affecting, you start to expand out to different markets to say who else is playing in this space, and then you mentioned that if there was a dominating force, you would decide not to go into it. Why?
2: Um, simply because not all good ideas deserve to be their own business. Not all, all good products deserve to be their own business. Not all great anything, fill in the blank, deserve a business to be built around it. Um, sometimes, you know, I've got, I've got young kids. My sixth grade son's actually sitting around the corner here. Um, we buy a lot of sugar bomb cereal. And as a parent who has to buy these sugar bomb <laughs> boxes of cereal... And you cringe that you're buying them, but you can look at that and say, you know what they should do? Is <coughs> they should combine cornflakes with corn pops, so that we're getting a little bit of both, right? You know that. Well, can you build a business off of that? No, you need to be a product guy at Kellogg's or whoever it is to be able to do that. I want to get to immediately. Is this something a business should be based off of, or is, should some engineer at some big company, is this something they should roll out as a product extension for what they're already doing. Okay, so in going back to that then, when it's not
0: necessarily that if there's a dominating force, then it's an automatic no. It's if there's a dominating force and I don't have expertise. Yeah. Or know of somebody. Well,
2: less if I have expertise. I have zero expertise about solar. Okay. Uh, now I've got some, fortunately. But when this came about, I didn't know the first thing about solar. I didn't know the first thing about... Uh, on some electricity, right? like I would have been very nervous to jump your car. I just I didn't get it. Um, so I didn't have any of those expertise. Okay. I just was more, does somebody already have something like this where with a few modifications they've got what I'm trying to do. Okay. So it's not an expertise thing.
0: So it's more about can it be easily copied?
2: No, it's in okay. front of being pocket. All right. It's, are they already doing it? Are they already it? Doing just it? hasn't maybe been brought to market yet. Oh, okay. It's the Gillette, the Three Razor case study. I don't know if you guys do those case studies anymore, but Gillette people knew they were coming out with the, the three-blade mock, whatever it was called. But nobody else did. Mm-hmm. And so when that came out and hit and was a big success, they actually fended off acquisition offers as a result of it. Um, so it's, that's what I'm looking for.
0: So tell me again, just reframing, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for...
2: I want to know if... I don't want to know because you can never know.
0: Right, but as you're going through is your there thoughts... Is it
2: reasonable that somebody's already building this and they're two to three months from just announcing it to the world? And
0: so you've used the... If there's a dominant player, it, just making the assumption that they would reasonably go after yes. this kind of opportunity. Yeah,
2: is what they're making already naturally driving them in that path that could end up what I was just thinking about what we should do.
0: So if that's the case, do you don't pursue it anymore, or do you think about, hey, how could I create this and license it to them?
2: Um, I am not, this is a personal preference. Yeah. I don't think of it as I should license this kind of stuff. I'm not an engineer who looks at we can develop a technology and sell it to somebody who's going to use it. My mind goes to how can I get to the people who actually need it so in this case, it's customers, whatever it is.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, in the case of the, the generator, you said, hey, other people are, are doing this. There are generators, but not necessarily solar generators. Yep. How did you come to the, the conclusion that there wasn't a dominant player just sitting there in the parking lot?
2: Um, well, so I knew just general information about the solar market. And there was a lot being said at that time about solar farms. And we can all visualize a solar farm and what a solar farm is, what it does. The reality of everything at that point was about making solar bigger, 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 bigger. So the panels went from three feet wide to four feet wide to six feet wide. Um, The farms went from a couple acres to hundreds of acres. Um, Everything was about scaling up. And what became stunningly apparent to me in this very short moment was the opposite is the thing that we need to solve what I was talking about. We need to scale down. We need to take the existing technology and shrink it smaller than anybody's used it or shrunk it up to that point. And then if you shrink that technology, can it accomplish something that the bigger it gets, it will never be there. Okay.
0: So... This, I guess, is a little bit challenging then to, to think through because if you're assessing kind of the dominant player, you're saying, oh, the dominant players in my mind are people that are doing this, this going big, big. thing. Yep. And so there, there are some dominant players, but you're saying, okay, doesn't matter. I can still compete on this opposite end. I'm just going to do the opposite of what they're
2: doing. Yeah, so their trend, again, it's about figuring out what their trend is. Their trend was they were here, and then they went bigger, 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 bigger.
0: So what what direction and are they? I'm going way
2: in? over there. That was smaller than they even started.
0: It. Okay, so you just kind of looked at it to say, are they exploring, as, to your knowledge, the smaller markets at all?
2: Yes. Now I will tell you, I can take up five of your class periods to talk about the supply chain and what that meant in practice. Right. But I'm not going to do that. Yep. So
0: that's that's a different part. We're just focusing on this initial right. stage because that's where they're at, right? Yep. Okay. So. Um, so how did you decide to go smaller? It was just the the use case that you were the use case that you were. It, it was
2: of. again trying to get power out into the middle of a field. Um, so in this case, running a TV, football. a satellite yeah. system, and a stereo. Okay. All
0: right. So where would you go from there? So you, you've you've said, oh, hey, looks like the giants are going that way. I can make a, a something here. You still don't know anything about solar. I know nothing
2: about solar. Um, so again that moment sitting in that chair, I I had just recently sold the previous business. Mm -hmm. So I had idle time. And I had a plan to take all of 2011 off um, and be a dad and be those things again because I was absent selling the previous business. Um, So that moment sitting over there in the grass it was a moment and not too much longer there come my kids around the corner, right, they were back and eventually went into the football game. Um, but that idea didn't leave my head. I think I mentioned earlier that sometimes it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, my decision tree is that there's nothing there. In
0: so if it sticks this, with you after the first initial
2: moment, if you will, yeah. And then you think, hey, I've got something here. Right. Or if in that immediate framing it up in my mind, the decision tree goes all the way down to, I think there might be a there, there." then it tends to stick. Then it tends to not get out of my mind. Okay. Um, so. But at that
0: point, just to make sure yeah. you didn't assess necessarily if you were, if it was the right fit for you. You had just said that there was There's something
2: there. there. Yep. Okay. Exactly. There's a, there, it became apparent to me at that point, there was a big opportunity for uh, what now I would call portable solar generators mm-hmm. um, but that there was a big opportunity there. At that point again, zero research. I don't know if some group is doing it. I've just never heard of them. Right. I certainly don't know why I would be the person to do it.
0: Okay, the so time. the moment happens, you've gone through this decision tree so far, which we'll probably go back through depending on the time we have, sure. and then, then what happens? So you say it, it comes back to your mind. Are you talking like it comes back to your mind later in the day or a week
2: later? How, yeah, how long until um, you kind
0: of start to act on things?
2: This is this is funny how much I remember about this. Um, so it came up during that game. How did it come up? Kind of just sticking with me, okay. right? Like the game's going on. I don't know if there's any sports, any athletes are in here. Apologize. I don't always pay attention to everything going on. Um, but games going on, and my mind's over there thinking about. So how would you do that? I mean, what does somebody need to do? I wonder. Okay. Can you get solar panels that small?
0: So you start to explore the what do you need to do?
2: What needs to be put into motion in order to figure it out? Okay.
0: So in Fox. that case, walk us through what what your thoughts were.
2: I, I didn't know. Okay. I knew so little about that entire space industry. That, to me, it was a, it was just a giant black hole. Things I didn't have an answer to. And while sitting at the game, I of had no idea even where to begin to look to find it. Um, but it stuck with me. And then it would leave.
0: So you had questions.
2: Questions. Unanswered I couldn't questions. answer. Back to the decision tree, I couldn't say yes or no. Okay. It was a, hmm, good question. Gather more data. And my mind doesn't... Operate well when I can't get through a decision tree. Okay. Need to get through the decision. I don't care if it's a dead end or not. I just need to have some sort of an answer. Um, But throughout the course of that day, went back to Sioux Falls. um, You know, kept popping into my head. Popped into my head. Then it was probably, I don't know, two, three days later.
0: How many times would you say that it continually?
2: Oh, pretty consistently. It was probably about six to eight times a day where it would just, boop, there it was in my head. I I mean, driving in the car, boop, there it is. Um, Then a few days later, got up in the morning to go out for a run. I'm not a good runner, so I don't go far, nor do I go fast. Um, But that particular day, I can take you to the spot on 69th Street in Sioux Falls. It was about maybe a half mile three quarters of a mile from my house, and all of a sudden the idea was there. But the idea was there with a lot of answers to those decision tree points.
0: Okay, so pause right there real quick. So had you done any research since the only the, the only questions? research
2: I had done was a simple Google search about um, solar alternatives to gas generators. Right? The, the phrase of a portable solar generator didn't exist. Um, So I've done probably a good three to five minutes of research.
0: Okay. And what were you looking for when you were doing the research?
2: Just wanted to know if it already existed.
0: Okay. And you didn't find anything? I did not find it. And did you search through, like, multiple pages or just kind of go down a couple?
2: What was the first thing that popped up?
0: Okay.
2: Not even that. In practice, it would be as I was typing it into the Google line, did it answer my thing for me? No. Oh, um, okay, because, it's on there. Okay. I know the things.
0: So have you had an opportunity where you have come across something that already existed?
2: Um, well, so the previous company was entirely that. Okay,
0: so something already existed, but yet you still decided to do it. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay, so why did you move beyond the it already exists I'm going to continue down that pursuit of that Um, opportunity.
2: I'm resisting the urge to draw pictures. You're
0: welcome to draw pictures.
2: Because then I'll be in my head for the next 45 minutes (laughs) and none of you will have any idea what I'm talking about. Um, But the previous company did consulting that you would get from, you could get from a big accounting or consulting group.
0: So you, you went through the... Somebody's is somebody already doing it. Somebody dominating. Yeah, they're doing it. Yeah. This is the direction they're going. Yep. Yet you're still you still pursued it.
2: Yes. How did exactly. That happen? Well, because again, it's all decision tree based. It's not a, it's not a rigid path. Um,
0: so it can take you back through. It's yeah. It's Not a, just a no. You can okay, get around
2: right. to it, and it's the the concern that you know. I know we've talked about this, but of learning entrepreneurship from a textbook because a textbook has to be written in such a way of do this, this, and this, yeah. and then that can be a result. And, and the reality is, is that that's, that's not my experience yeah, a, you at get all. get there from
0: multiple ways. A
2: bunch of different ways to get to what the opportunity was. So in this particular case, there was big, dominant, well-financed groups that provided this service. And there was a completely fragmented, small, one-off, some guy in his basement group that were doing it. And they were doing that, that was the footprint nationwide.
0: So it wasn't, again, there was dominant players in there, but there wasn't necessarily a dominant market share, if you will, because everybody was playing. Exactly. Okay.
2: Um, But that middle part was completely and totally open. There was nobody in between. The big guys weren't coming down far enough to capture the kind of companies you get in South Dakota. And the little guys didn't have the resources to do anything more than just one man team. Um, So we saw the opportunity of the dominant players don't even want to go to this path. And the little guys don't have the resources to possibly get up to this path. So there was a little gaping hole in the middle.
0: So in that particular case, Walk through the next part of okay. So there's this opportunity. You've seen this again. How do you move forward? You said that the little guys don't have the resources. You're a little guy.
2: Yeah. It's so um, so marketing is going to kick in here in a second. One thing I should also note is, much like I'm not an engineer, but I run a company that makes these engineered products, um, I'm also not a consultant. I'm not an auditor. I'm not an attorney. I'm not an IT guy. I actually don't know how to do the work that we were saying we should go do. Um, But that led me to two things. One's the marketing of, I saw the opportunity. How do you position it that we're the fit for this particular thing? Um, And the other part is I had to, there's a fake it till you make it path here, but we had to be bigger than just some guy. Because we were literally saying, we're not just some guy in this basement. Um, So we created a, loose affiliation, mm-hmm. to be able to say, yeah, we've got people in six or seven different cities, which are just six or seven people I knew in different cities. <laughs> that I that could, that could property and call, call in them. if we yeah. needed
0: Okay. <laughs> and so then that's, that's how Yeah, that, work.
2: that worked. That, that, that got us our first few customers, first few clients that were, you know, Fortune 500 level clients. And then you had the credibility. And then we had the credibility, and then we had to hire like crazy. Huh? to actually um, be what we said we wanted to be.
0: Okay, so if we go back up one particular branch of the decision yes. tree.
2: Okay.
0: We'll need to schedule like follow-up appointments yeah, so that's to, to capture everything here.
2: Um, and again, the interesting thing for me is that it all is kind of happens. Just in happens. Moments. Yep. And you've asked me, how, and I get asked the question often of, why did you decide to do that? And I, yes, I don't know. Did.
0: Let's let's go back to peppermint energy. Yep. So, you've we've you've been bugging your you for a couple of days. You're on the run, and you've you've did a minimal amount of research just to see if something else is out there. Yep. And so you said in this moment that you're running you now. Have the it comes back, but you now have a bunch of answers to your questions. Yes. Like what? What kind? Well, so
2: a, a number of questions or answers popped mind. Um and I'm just so anybody who's of a strong religious persuasion, you'll have how you can see how this will line up to just some extra help yeah. being piled in. Um but there's answers that popped in my head as to in order to make that work, there's a certain level of patent protection you need. And here's how that patent would have to read. I don't know anything about patent law stuff. I
0: was gonna say, did you ever experience patent stuff? No. Right, And, and in
2: fact I, I didn't have any of my previous, I had no prior experience. Okay. Um, I also had pretty rapid answers to what this thing has to look like in order to function in the way that we want it to be able to function. So, the product we have today, if you guys can look it up, looks like that idea that came into my head such that, um, so patent stuff came into my head to protect it, the Um, What the product needs to be came into my head, and the um, how do you market it, position it, like what do you do with it once it exists, kind of all was there in the matter of about three steps on the sidewalk. Okay. And I would say I'm going to draw one thing. One thing that came, started in my head that day was... I'm not very good at drawing. I'm going accountant by to my training.
0: Looks like a laptop kind of thing.
2: Was that, right? Except for... It's not, right? It is one of our generators. So it's about this big, Larry. It is big, right? Um, and, and this is... This is what it is today, right? It's so what it enabled me to do as a non-technical person, I couldn't articulate what it was I was trying to get at. I was very, very, very very sloppy with, what do you you mean, you wanna build a generator? No, I wanted to build a generator that has, instead of pouring in gas, you pour in solar panels. It didn't make sense. Um, So this particular image that kind of came to me um, now gave me something. So then, after I had that run, I called um, uh, Mel Husted. Who is a? He works with the South Dakota State Governor's, Governor's Office of Economic Development. Mm-hmm. And I I called Mel and I said, hey, um, I, need, I want to maybe basically I drew this.
0: Okay, so before we go there, why did you decide to do something about this at that point?
2: Um, because again, the more I thought about the decision tree, the opportunity existed. Okay. Nobody's solving it, and now that third bucket came into of. Can I solve it? Okay,
0: so you, you said, hey, I can because I've got this idea.
2: Yeah, well, i got the idea. I've got an idea of how that idea would come to fruition. Okay. In other words, at that point, this vernacular didn't exist at the moment. But I had in my head the rough outline of what a business model canvas would be okay. for it.
0: And so you talked about how you're unique. You talked about what the solution would look like yep. or do, and then how you would take it to market. Yep. Okay.
2: Now all I needed to do, right, is make that
0: figure out lousy make that drawing out.
2: become a real thing that I could sell to somebody.
0: Okay. At that point, did you think about pricing or any sort of things of that nature yeah. or is it, again, at this point you're like, I see the need, yeah. I, I th- I've got an idea of how to do it, I'm not really concerned at this point if it's profitable, because yeah, if, if, I'll figure if, that out.
2: Yeah, I'll figure it out later. If it does what we're going to build it to do, people are going to pay. Ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars 20000 They paid whatever it was. Okay. I was thoroughly convinced of that. So how do you, how you come up with that there. number in your head, if you will? Um, it was 10000 was the number I right. had in my head. Okay. And it was based on nothing other than people spend a lot of money around power. And they don't typically like what they get. So generators, um, backup generators, the cost to go fix a windmill, yeah, I, you know, the windmills we drive by on the road um, and this was a number that was very prominent in this to me is the cost to fix one when they don't work, it cost $100,000 to get the crane out there, the crane set up and the crew there and then to fix it. Kind of,
0: $100,000. So you looked at the current solutions and saw how much, how much does that roughly take. Okay. So one missing piece that I'm, I'm still... We working with no we're, we're okay for the next little bit but so going back to you went from a solar generator for tailgating to disaster relief yes you continued it seems like with your thinking with the disaster relief why didn't you stay with the, the tailgating
2: um two reasons okay uh and i don't this is probably not a lesson that class to hear, but it's, my, it's reality, um, so I'll share it. Uh, so, so two things. One is, I thought the same thing that would do with tailgate would be just fine for disaster relief. Okay. Again, I'm not technically savvy, so there's no way that I could say yes or no to that. But i say, ah, oh, yeah, sure, I'm sure it'd be the same thing. Um, so when we got this to be to prototype, um, I went around, at that point, nobody knew what I was doing. Like, nobody had any idea. I, I was...
0: You'd only talk to Mel. Yeah,
2: at this point, Mel. Okay. Mel and I'd hired a couple of engineering students um, to create CAD. Okay. Did you want un- to unpack that one? No, we'll,
0: we'll get back to it. Okay. I was just, just, I was just saying, let's continue with the, the other one, so we'll come back to that. Okay. So.
2: Um, so nobody knew, like my network, my professional network didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so then I started to quietly show some folks and five, six people, not many people, and, and...
0: were they in the settings of like a tailgate or were they just one-off? One-off and, things. Hey, One of a- them
2: was um, Mike Keller, the former dean of the business school. And I talked to about five people, just like, so, hey, here's what I'm doing. Any ideas, suggestions, thoughts? And all five of them said the same thing, which is, hey, that sounds great, that sounds fun, but, you know, that international market, is you can do a lot of good, it's a bigger market. Um, and after the fifth one, I started to at least consider it. I, it was a lot harder, so I didn't want to do it. Tailgating's fun, right? Ebola outbreaks are
0: not. <laughs> Much rather do market research on one versus the
2: other. Exactly. Right. Um, okay. But, you, you know, I think you were right.
0: Okay, so when you went and talked to those five people, what were you looking for? Like, did you go in with specific questions, or was it just... What yes. do you think?
2: It, it, well, um, I was looking for something, I didn't give specific questions, because I wanted to see if they ended up in the same spot or not, okay. um, but I went in with, here's what we're doing, here's what it is, here's how I envision people using it, in other words, tailgating in this case, um, and then I wanted to see what their reaction would be. they would all say, well, instead of tailgating it should be used for egg purposes, mm-hmm. then we got to look at egg. Um, but they did, they all went the international route, the aid route. Um, interestingly though, I wasn't the least bit interested in negative feedback. I, I didn't care if they didn't like it. I didn't care if they thought it wasn't going to sell. I didn't care if they thought it was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. So I took all of that feedback and flushed it as soon as I heard it.
0: Okay.
2: So you were only looking for positive stuff? I was only looking for how to make it go at that stage. Not, here's why it won't go. And I say that because, I don't know if any of you have anything that you started. The People who are the most brutal on, that, on the feedback, the negative feedback, that it's never going to work, you should do something different. My own family. Mm-hmm. It, it was the people closest to me. My parents, my wife, you know, those kind of things. Oh, that's never, that's never going to work. Um, and so I got, maybe I got enough of it at that point. You're just like, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, oh, yeah, or heard maybe you. it was a, yeah, I understand the downside risk. There's upside risk, opportunity, the upside. that's what I'm looking for.
0: Okay, so when you, you went out seeking for that feedback. So this is interesting, especially now in hindsight. Yeah. So you have a particular market that you guys decided to pursue. Mm-hmm. Currently, however, you're looking to do a different market.
2: Yes. Right. So we went, just to bring everybody from that moment to where we are today, we started with tailgating. We had to change the product to go international. So we built it so we could go to that international footprint, started selling internationally, um, had some levels of success there. And then the international market fell off the table. So now we're back to starting doing tailgating and domestic stuff, right? So we've gone full, we've gone literally full circle back to where we started.
0: So in, in retrospect, were they right, those five people?
2: Um, they were right. <clears throat> the timing, we missed the timing of the market okay. um, a little bit and that market will come back. Okay. They will eventually be proven right, they're not yet.
0: So, Unfortunate. So now you're finding ways to, to make it work. Right. Okay. Yep. So other timing. Okay. Um, okay. So going back, you had decided then to do the international market because you sought out the advice of these particular individuals. Why did you decide on those people? Had you just developed a relationship or was there something about their yes. position, experience?
2: Some of them I had a relationship with, um, but all of them were people who were going to give just... Candid, frank, honest. They, they weren't going to pat me on the back. Okay, that looks great. Just go get them, right? And that, was, that was not who they were going to be. If they thought it was a ridiculous idea, they were going to say it was a ridiculous idea.
0: But you weren't going to listen to that. Part I wasn't to anyway. listen to it.
2: But that's why, if they had something good to say, then you would that actually meant something,
0: okay, as opposed to just I want to make you feel better because I like you.
2: Okay, yep, yep. Exactly.
0: Okay. So look, you you look for candid people so that. You can get honest answers, but then ignore the negative, focus on the positive to, to explore how you can yeah. achieve your goal. Right. Okay. So they said international market. And so about the fifth person you said is when you're like, okay, I'm seeing a pattern. Yes. Well, that's literally and, the fifth. Okay. And then after that, what did you decide to do? You're like, okay, I'm going after the that I'm ignoring the tailgating.
2: Yes. Okay. That's exactly what we did, uh, partially because we were investor-funded at that point. And we'd raised not much, $150,000, $200,000. Um, to be able to roll out to that international market, we needed about $11 million, which is a big jump. Um, so we decided to go raise that money. We did raise that money and got the product to the point where it would actually work. Because um, that first version would work fine for us in South Dakota, but for somebody who doesn't read any language, period, they wouldn't have any idea how to use it. So we had to change how it worked, what it was, the robustness of it, because it's going to be left out in the desert for months at a time. Um, definitely turns into a bus in disguise. User experience will be a lot yes, better.
0: Exactly. Um, so, it's interesting that you said at that point you had already raised funds. Yes. Yet at the same time you didn't quite have it down to where where you wanted to go. Yep. At the point of raising funds, what was the market that you were pursuing? Was it the
2: tailgating? It was Or um, was it
0: just that there's this thing and it can apply to all these yes, different areas?
2: It, it was kind of the if we can there's a little bit of if we can build it, they will come. Okay. Although I don't exactly know who they is just yet, but somebody will come.
0: Because you've seen the opportunity, there's something there, and you're just trying to figure out who exactly that is. Okay. Did you have that same moment, if you will, on on your other business before that? Um, Because you'd already identified that there's this gap.
2: Yeah. No, on the other side, it was more about we didn't need to raise money. Okay. Right? Was there a model where we could just make money with zero investment? And the answer was yes. So we did. So that was more of a taking advantage of the opportunity versus creating the opportunity. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Walk us through, if you will, how you determine one versus the other.
2: Um, (laughs) This is the benefit of hindsight here, but to be honest with this next venture, what became Peppermint, I specifically wanted to make something, a tangible thing that leveraged investor dollars. So that was... Why? Because the prior one I had was service-based, without investor dollars. So it means that me as the owner, I am the investor. Those are my dollars. You know, good, bad, up, down. and You didn't want
0: to go through that again, huh? Well... If you didn't have to.
2: It was successful, right? right. I mean, I walked away, we did okay. Um, but I wanted to try something different. Okay. And building a tangible product that had investors was kind of the opposite of what I was doing before.
0: Right, okay. So it was a little bit of wanted to try a new path yes. as well. Okay.
2: Um, <clears throat> Which isn't necessarily a great idea. I don't <laughs> want anybody to think it is. It probably isn't.
0: That what isn't a good idea?
2: Um, to do something dramatically different. Okay. If I would have stayed in that same general area of what I was doing before, I could have raised a lot of investor dollars because I had a track record. Mm-hmm. I could have um, quickly got more of the same clients, you know, that kind of thing, because again, the track record. And what I was doing was the polar opposite. So people who knew I had successful exits were saying, yeah, but you've never done anything like this before. Right. You
0: yeah. don't have the prior knowledge, but, Yeah. which is oftentimes the argument I think for a lot of entrepreneurs is that stick with something that you know. Yep. And it's yeah. same time and yep. I specifically wasn't <laughs> sticking yep. in, in, in multiple cases yeah. okay so I'm gonna stop here in just a, a few minutes so if you guys have any questions that you want to ask be thinking about that um, but just to kind of I guess wrap up where we're at here let's kind of review where where we've gone yeah so we we start off with kind of noticing an, an issue uh, of some sort um, you're constantly looking for how can this thing be better that's kind of your mindset to, to start off with.
2: Yeah.
0: Ready to start. Okay, So when you see something and you're assessing if it can be better, you immediately start to think about how much money is involved in making this thing better. Somebody bought this. Who was that? What sort of things or how much money did they end up spending on it? Is there, is there further opportunity for more? You put yourself in, in somebody's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do that, that, that reminds me, when you do that, what sort of things are you thinking about? Are you like imagining their day to day? Or are you just imagining that scenario moments? Are you um, looking for emotional stuff? What, what kind of things do you imagine?
2: It's a bit of a mix, but it always comes to me for down to one simple thing, which is to never project how um, I or anybody thinks is valuable. I never want to assume something is valuable or not valuable. And so I always want to, you know, I always use this, this kind of goes, it's always in the back of my mind, of whoever I'm talking to might, might be a very smart person, but they might have a sick kid crying in the back seat and just found out that their teenage daughter got dumped by her boyfriend, right? So at that moment, the thing that could be providing value might be just to not spend any time on the phone with them then I'll get back to you later. I don't want to define other people's value. So when I'm putting my mind out into somebody else's head I'm looking at it from the standpoint of what's going to make their world easier. That's why I don't care about price and cost up front because they might it might be an unlimited budget if it can make their life easier because what makes their life easier might not have anything to do with my product.
0: Okay. So you're just kind of going in with that mindset of how do you help?
2: Yep. Okay. Back to the Alabama fans, they're not very smart. They're from the South, so they'll buy anything with an Alabama label. Right? Okay. I don't mean that for anybody who's paying attention. But but that
0: that seems like the opposite, right? For you are kind of creating this this value-based judgment, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. I'm
2: trying to say what would it be for me. It's not Brian trying to be the salesman, okay. but rather... Fake Brian being the buyer.
0: Okay, so, the so what Brian knows about Alabama fans kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, so how do you keep from putting your own perspective on it, right? Especially if it's an area that you're passionate about.
2: Right? Yeah, You uh, for me, it's I don't try to not put my perspective on it. When I'm putting my mind into somebody else's mind, I understand that I'm doing it. Okay, so it's a conscious t- choice. Oh though. yeah, absolutely. I'm not trying to divide those things
0: out. Okay, but it happens quickly. Oh, yes. It's not like a, okay, now I will do this. It's just that's just the flow of things.
2: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Does great. that make sense? Doesn't everybody do that?
1: All right. So, as you can see, Brian jumped around to a bunch of different uh, decision trees that he uses as when he decides if something is an opportunity or not. He's always looking for an opportunity trying to decide if there's a different, better, bigger way of, of solving a problem that he might experience or see other people that might experience something. He then abstracts to, to others and trying to figure out if through observation or putting people putting them himself in other people's shoes uh, trying to brainstorm who else would use a possible product uh, trying to explore the, the market in terms of what he knows about the trends Um, finding out if there's a major competitor that is probably already working on this, seeing if there's room in the market to do the opposite of what's not being done, um, and then also exploring whether or not he can do it himself or not, whether he needs to find other people, has the resources or ability to to do that. He does minimal research uh, for the most part in terms of judging uh, whether or not he should continue pursuing it and then also how often the idea sticks in his head. He uh, mentioned he he thought about his one idea about six to eight times uh, a day uh, since he first came up with the idea, whereas other ideas just kind of left and never came back. Uh, so there's something there about being able to remember things. Some of that may have had to do with his uh, need for answers, right? He, he uh, had some gaps in his knowledge, and as he talked about, he didn't like to not finish a decision tree it's fine if it led to a no but he still wanted to to go through and figure out what was needed in order to, to achieve that uh, that problem uh, oftentimes it's also dependent it seems like on people's availability of their time right or how much they value their time in this case Brian had some extra time having sold his previous company and was looking for new opportunities This kind of gives us a little bit of an idea of how one person goes through and identifies whether or not uh, there are opportunities worth pursuing and how they come up with the different ideas. We'll look at a couple of other entrepreneurs in the future to kind of see how this compares across multiple people that have expertise in this area. Thanks for tuning in to Entrepreneur's Apprentice, where we all learn to think like successful entrepreneurs. See you next time.